Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga. And thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or a subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. I'm Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh soundbite. While we may be in a lockdown and not being able to celebrate, but there are some awards happening. And let's just say it's uh, Manitoba's version of the Oscars. And I am very honored to have one of the nominees. Not, a, not the winner, but hey, I'm just putting bets on, uh, bets on this, Sue. But uh, Susan Lowen is nominated for Most Outstanding. Uh, role, female, female lead, lead actress in a short film. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. totally bitch butchered that. <laughs> I was just gonna say like best fine. actress in a short film, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So first of all, congratulations. You Thank know? you. In all Thank of this, there is a silver lining, and uh, and it's for a film that is mm-hmm. well. I mean, close to your heart is not even the beginning of it. Uh, you lived through, you breathed through, <laughs> you are still living through this yeah. whole story. Uh, the title is A Mother's Love, and it is an amazing journey that you personally took and then brought it to the big screen or the small screen, whatever. It, it is such a, an impressive uh, piece of work, Susan, and you know, you've been a long time member and well-respected in the local film industry, but um, first of all, what is it like for you now to have yourself being nominated? Uh, very humbling, because the crowd of actors that I'm with are, are amazing. They're all beautiful actors, they're, they're strong, so it's just, yeah, it's very humbling to be even nominated. Oh, okay, so let's get into this story, A Mother's Love, and it starts off with some very sobering facts about meth, and this is about your own son's personal addiction. Uh, The facts themselves, and this was in 2018, were incredible. What are they now in, like, 2021? They've exponentially increased because of um, the, the hopelessness that people are feeling, uh, loss of jobs and uh, mental health. There's no mental health for these people. Like, there's so many people that are in need, and the the need is greater than what we have. Yeah. So well, again, it's okay. So we get into the story, and uh, you know, it starts off with your son, and 
I guess, as partner, and they have a baby, and then it moves into your own personal journey on trying to find him. In that, there's you know some certain points in the film that I, I kind of want to highlight because not only does it touch uh, a mother's heart, but it, it really touches anybody's, and it really resonates on the desperate situation of these people that are addicted to crystal meth. So you go to the hospital how many times that getting uh, that call? About 120 times over four and a half years. And um, I mean, when you think about that, that's really only 30 times a year. But I was, it was in Winnipeg, it was in Portage, and it was in Brandon. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, every time, it's not him. It, it, yeah. Like, and, and go, having to go through that grief and, and I guess, relief too. Right. Well, it's a horrible feeling because you actually want to see your child dead because you know at least you can see them and their suffering's over. Like it's it's um, it sort of goes against every maternal instinct that you think people have. But um, yeah, and then it traces your experience of actually going on the streets at night mm -hmm. in yeah. some of the, okay, a little bit more iffy areas of our own city, holding a picture of your son and going up to total strangers and, and seeing the desperation in you and have you seen my son? Yeah. It's hard. And I would, go, I would go out between two and four in the morning because my husband would be asleep and we by this time had our grandson who was a baby and so they were both sleeping. So I would go out through the door cause I disconnected the alarm. So I could go out the garage and they'd never hear me cause a garage door opening and closing is white noise. It's something that you don't hear an alarm you hear but a garage door, no one. So, and that was the time when I go cause that's the time when they're the most active. Mm -hmm. They try to sleep during the day and because they don't want to sleep at night cause they could, they themselves could be stabbed or, or killed or robbed or so they tend to be walking all night and try and sleep during the day so and because of work I had done with sexual assaults um, I was able well on this when I was on the street I actually ran into one of the girls and um, who are amazing people and she was the one who told me who found an address for me, the first place to go to. She found his name. She told me how to dress and how to act. And if it hadn't been for her, I probably wouldn't have been able to go into the places that I did. Well, yes, and speaking of the places that you did go into, uh, I mean, it would scare anybody it, it, at any time of day, but uh, what, what was it like for you or, or what kind of emotions were going through your head when you're entering a drug den, when you're putting yourself in jeopardy? Was it just the sheer motivation of finding out where your son was? Or yeah. was it something else? Um, you know what, it's, that's an interesting question because when we were actually doing the film, I actually fought with one of the people who's helping direct it. And she kept saying, well, you would never do that because like, it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be afraid. And I said, but I wasn't afraid because I was going in with a focus and the focus was to find him. I knew what I had to do when I got in there. I was told how to, how to go in there because it was dark, it wasn't lit. And, um, and then 
Uh, so you, you know, you had to take steps and take steps that way. And so you followed, you mentally followed how the person was taking you down and so that you could come out because no one was going to give you a way out. And because of that, um, I wasn't, I never thought about it. I just wanted to see him. And if he wasn't there, then I would talk to the person there. And if he wasn't there, I would just leave. Wow. So I, if fear had, if I had been thinking and was fearful, maybe, but it was, I was laser focused. Wow. I didn't want to know he was alive. I didn't want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know he was alive. And there, there is a, a happy ending to this story because you were reunited with your son yeah. in yeah. real life. And, yeah. uh, you know, and now it's been three years now since the, the movie and everything like that. How has the relationship blossomed and how is your grandson or son now because you adopted him? You know, it's an interesting dynamic because he knows that Jason's his dad, right? Because mm-hmm. um, he was always told he was adopted. And, but he has decided that's his brother for now. That's, that's what he likes because when Jason got reintroduced back to him, he told him he'd raised him. You can't tell a four-year-old you raised them when you didn't because someone lied. And the only person who would lie had to be me, right? Because his dad wouldn't lie to him. So he, the poor little kid had to sort of mergle this whole thing. And in the end, we went through pictures and talked to him and he, and I, and he said, well, he lied. And I said, but he didn't lie to hurt you. He said it because it hurt him so much that he couldn't do it. And he loved you so much, but he's four. He now turned five and he said, no, he lied. Okay. So he goes home and he stands in the middle of the living room because we'd gotten back and Jason had come over and he goes, okay, that's my dad. That's my mom, and you might be my dad, but you're my brother. Come on, Jason, let's play. And that's been it. It hurt Jason because it's his son. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and I said, it's his reality. Griffin will change what he wants to call us as he goes through his life. But for now, this is what he wants. And so it works. The power of a five-year-old. It is so simple. If it was so at us adults... Can you yeah. imagine? Like it would be fights, it would be, it would be turmoil, it would be drama. Oh, yeah. and, it, and it's you know it it is so sweet and it's so beautiful. And and how is Jason today? He is doing really really well. He is working now with construction mm-hmm. and um, in the little palace that I'm in, and <laughs> he loves it. He's gotten raises because his work ethic is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, he's doing a lot of work with uh, recovery and beyond. He's, okay. he, has, he likes different factions of that group versus other groups, which is mm-hmm. everyone finds their own niche. Mm-hmm. He's very involved with it now, which is really good. Um, he showed the film. <gasps> Wonderful. So when, when they have a group session, they have to share. Mm-hmm. So he asked if it would be all right if he shared the film. And I said, well, it's, it's your life if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And the, the start of the film has always bothered him because they never did meth with the baby. We had the baby. They didn't. And I said, well, but it's a story. It's short. There has the, things tie in. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it was so a feature showed- length, the feature length will have the full story. Exactly. You <laughs> could do forever. <laughs> I know. So they, so they, he went to the group and he, and he showed the film, like he downloaded it and showed it. And he said, mom, it was amazing. Like it changed the 
entire dynamic of the group. And he said, there wasn't a dry eye there, but he said, I don't think I broke anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And then they asked if they could use the film on their website. So he came back and he asked, and I said, well, Jay, the the film was made to educate people. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really why, why it was made. And it was just, and when he first saw the film, his thing was, he said, it's not a film about drugs. It's a film about love. Yeah. And um, he said all of the people in the group got it, which is, you know, an amazing thing. So I said, do it. Like, if you want to do it, do it. So, yeah. That's the best thing, really. And I mean, through all of this, and I mean, you've moved on too as well. And I mean, created a life with with Finn and everything too. Um, What would it be like? if you never did find Jason? You know, uh, I have Griffin. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, if it hadn't been for him, I wouldn't have made it. No. Because I would be broken by the time I got home. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't be upset or sad because you got a baby. And like the Mm -hmm. baby doesn't ask for that. The baby just wants you to go, hey! (laughs) <laughs> so I'd get home and then this little thing, I'd go downstairs and I'd cry for an hour or however long I needed to. And then about, mm-hmm. I'd sleep for an hour, hour and a half. And then Griffin would get up and he'd wrap his little arms around me. And as soon as he did that, it was like, okay, oh, I'm good. Wow. Okay. So the awards are on Saturday, May 15th. Yes. And they'll be streaming live on Facebook yeah. and YouTube yeah. on the Man- yeah. on the Atra Manitoba Manitoba website. Website, yes. So fingers hmm. crossed. Uh, I I guess I have to ask, what are you going to wear? <laughs> oh, I was thinking maybe pearls and yes. you know, I'm not sure. I'll have something lovely on, and I'll even have my hair done in makeup. <laughs> <gasps> Yay! <laughs> It can happen. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Well, I'm going to be watching. It's going to be live at 7 p.m. And you know yeah. what? Congratulations, not only to you, Susan, but all, to all the nominees and all the people that work so hard in our city and in, in the film industry to entertain us or to educate us or just give us that, you know, moment of, hey, we're not living in this pandemic and everything else. Uh, you know, making our world just a little bit easier. Um, I'm going to ask you, though, I'm going to leave it with uh, one scene that just always, uh, it really touched me and it made me think, too. Um, mm-hmm. It's the scene where you, you get the call and you are so certain it's your son and you have to go and identify the body. And I guess maybe it's the 131 <laughs> time again. Um, but that scene is so riveting when it's not him, but you just break down and yeah. you just say that, I don't know the exact lines, but you're upset, but upset because this is because somebody else's it's not child. my son, it's someone else's son and they'll never know. Yeah. And it's, it's the hardest thing to live with because you, you're always looking. And until you get finality, either they show up on the doorstep, like Jason did, who, you know, had couldn't live like that anymore and took the steps to get better, or they die. And at least you 
you get a chance to say goodbye. And my thing was, you just, you just want to tell them that you love them and it doesn't matter. That's it. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for spending this time. Unconditional love. It's everything. It is a mother's love. And uh, we hope to see another brilliant short film or maybe a feature film from you, you know, soon. <laughs> I know you've always, you always have something brewing. <laughs> always. <laughs> always, always. Well, take care and uh, fingers crossed. May 15th, yeah, 7 p.m. Exactly. The exactly. Atra Manitoba Awards. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. <laughs>
Are you okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for breaking the rules. You just forget the rules. I'm gonna call you anytime there's a chance, okay? What's next? Well, I don't know, but I'm gonna find him. Drink that water. Ooh, 
I can't take it anymore. The next time I come in, don't have him come. about this? Excuse me, sir. Have you seen this man anywhere? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. When? How long ago? What you got for me? What do you got Jennifer? for me? Jennifer? Wait. I... Rhonda? Fuck off. I said fuck off. Relax. Crazy ass bitch. You down here. I'm looking for my son. Get over here. First off, no pictures, okay? Second, don't wear jewelry, and for God's sake, don't carry a purse. Come back tomorrow. I'll get you his name. His street name. Find out where anyone's seen him. Thank you. It's the least I can do. In the hospital, you were the only one who believed me. Okay. So come back tomorrow. Walk here. Wear old jeans and a hoodie. A backpack with chocolate bars and cheap cigarettes. Okay. Bear has something for me. And? That's it? That's it. JD, he owes me. Give you a place to check.
Maya? Fuck you. Where's Drew? He's dead. He's fucking dead. so sure. I just wanted to be able to hold it one more time. But it's not who. It's somebody else's Just a cardboard sign and a can in between some dirty bare feet Eyes that I can't bring myself to me Yeah, well I could spare 20 if I knew you'd be using it to get just what you need And ooh, 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 I'm just another cold shoulder listening. This has been a production of ilikeyou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. 
Let's Take This Outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.